discovered Zoom and we started a Zoom schedule. So we've been very, I've been very grateful for Zoom uh, for uh, helping me feel that, that I was practicing this uh, uh, Buddha body on Santa Cruz Zen Center, even, even when there were months that none of us really set foot in the window. So there's, uh, there's something very important about us sitting together. Um, would you mind doing a sound check again for recording? Um, okay, oh. there is something. Okay, okay I did. Good. Okay, thank you. And, um, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, um, a student once asked Colin, what is Zen? And Colin responded, uh, said, good relationships in the Sangha. Mm -hmm. I think that's a remarkable answer. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Remarkable in the sense that uh, I understood it viscerally right, right when I read it. And uh, but also remarkable, you know, Colin was, Colin was brought to, was invited here by Suzuki to, to um, teach, teach Zen forms, the monastic rituals that we do and we still do um, today. And so, so one would think that Colin really, really was interested in the kind of the Dharma, the, the Dharma treasure. Uh, of the three uh, jewels, the three treasures of Buddhism, Buddha treasure, the Dharma treasure, and the Sangha treasure. Um, of course, of course, Copen was was so versatile, and um, uh, you know, nothing was left un, undone. Um, he jumped right there and said, uh, Zen is this is the Sangha treasure, is good relationships in the Sangha. And, um, and of course those those first few weeks and months of, of uh, Zoom practice at the beginning, beginning of COVID. Despite, despite some feeling of connectedness, uh, I was really feeling that the, oh, the Sangha treasure might be a little dimmer now. Right? Mm -hmm. It might depend on the light coming through the, the computer um, for us. But, uh, so I, was, I too was really aware of the, of the Sangha treasure. Is Zen, Colin said. Uh, this uh, relationships that we have with each other. Uh, Catherine said as much. I, I told this story before, but in the beginning of my practice, um, I was on the board for 
in the first year that I was here, and, and I liked the board enough. But uh, I think in Dokusop once I said, you know, I'll finish up my term, but it's it's, uh, it's really not my my way of practicing. I don't even think I thought of it as a practice, even though I'm sure that was told to me. Um, and and Catherine just just said. Works uh, being on the board and that kind of relationship. But I don't think she meant specific board work, but, but it's really uh, Catherine too is underlining uh, uh, relationships in the Sangha. The board being on the board was was kind of the perfect way to practice relationships in the Sangha. So, uh, so uh, maybe that's uh, when I read this uh, comment by Mike Hoban several years later, maybe it just had that echo of, of one of Catherine's you know, first teachings to me. This is the whole works being here and uh, having relationships with the people that you sit with regularly and all different walks of life, not just on the cushion, not just on the hundred foot pole, but uh, figuring out how to pay the bills, or figuring out uh, how to get a roof on one of the buildings, um, and having different ideas about how to raise the money or, or how much we should spend. That was uh, definitely the whole, the whole works. And uh, I think um, time here. Uh, I think um, this was echoed in in um, some of the passages that I read last night from from Suzuki Roshi. To practice, this is Suzuki in the chapter um, called Experience, Not Philosophy. That has a nice sound to it. Suzuki said, to practice Zazen with a group is the most important thing for Buddhism and for us. Because this practice is the original way of life. Without knowing the origin of things, just sitting, we can't appreciate the result of our life's effort. To find the meaning of our effort is to find the original source of our effort. We should not be concerned about the result of our before we know its origin. If the origin is not clear and pure, our effort will not be pure. When we resume our original nature and incessantly make our effort 
from this base, we will appreciate the result of our effort, moment after moment, day after day, year after year. This is how we should appreciate our life. One thing, this, um, this sitting together with a group is the most important thing for us, really is pointing towards appreciation for our life. And, uh, you know, I talk about how I feel nurtured by this practice, and that's kind of the positive reinforcement that keeps me coming back um, to, to this practice. Um, but this, but this is, uh, I, I think this, this says something like that. That um, in this practice, I say nurture. Suzuki says uh, it shows us our appreciation for our life. It shows us our life, and we appreciate it. And that keeps us coming back again and again. This zazen, sitting with each other as with a group. This is the most important thing. In the Zendo, there is nothing fancy. We just come and sit. After communicating with each other, we go home and resume our own everyday activity as a continuity of this pure practice of sitting, enjoying our true way of life. Yet this is very unusual. Wherever I go, people ask me, what is Buddhism? Just like they asked for the COVID. What is Zen? That's the real essence of Zen. I think somewhere else in the book he talks about, and others do, he asks. Suzuki, what's, what's the real core of this thing? Uh, he's, he's saying that people ask him all the time, what is Buddhism? And their notebooks, he says, are ready to write down. Uh, you can imagine how I feel, he says. But here we just practice Zazen. This is all we do, and we are happy in this practice. For us, there is no need to understand what Zen is. We are practicing Zazen. So for us, there is no need to know what Zen is intellectually. We are just happy in this practice. And maybe that's a way, that's the way Suzuki said, well, you can't land on it with a uh, with a good with a with um, a good concept, a perfectly formed phrase on what this says. There's something that we know 
uh, coming here, signing up for uh, Sashim for four days. There's something that we know that says uh, this is this is this is the origin uh, of our body and mind. This just sitting. Uh, this, uh, this from this the rest of our life unfolds. I appreciate that. And um, uh, and we just keep doing it. And, uh, and we have then not an idea about original mind or original face, but we express that. Uh, breath after breath as we sit here and we take that uh, original mind and we, we uh, realize that original mind breath after breath as we get in our cars and drive home uh, what do you call it the continuity of this practice is, is our life I remember Catherine saying, Zazen is your life. So, uh, so I think, uh, in a way, in a way, uh, COVID and Suzuki were, were pointing in the same direction. Because that's our life, and uh, and uh, and then the continuity of this practice when we when we step off a hundred foot cushion, a hundred foot pole, and into our lives, we're with people again, and uh, we and we're expressing that original mind and original face as we make that breakfast, as we pay that pg bill, as we go to the post office. That's our original face. That's our original life. And, uh, And then um, maybe it all sprung from the Buddha's teaching where he said that only a Buddha with a Buddha knows the reality of this life. The Buddha with the Buddha. Another translation said, says, um, Buddhas among Buddhas only know 
the reality of this life. Right there in the Lotus Sutra, it's, um, it's, uh, it teaches that um, this practice, this is the practice, this is the Buddha, this is the activity of Buddha, this is the mind and body of Buddha. So this, uh, this practice of all of us sitting here as, um, as Buddha bodies, as one Buddha mind, are expressing the reality of life. Sometimes it's the reality of our lives. But we usually think of it as this is the reality of life, this being. This being together, this chanting together as one body, as one voice, as <clears throat> one mind. Buddhas and Buddhas together understand this. Just like, um, just like Suzuki. The Lotus Sutra doesn't go into great detail other than celebrating this life and, uh, and reminding us that we celebrate this life, this practice. We just do it again and again because, uh, because um, we have experienced Uh, the expression of our life. Only a Buddha with a Buddha knows this, has realized this, has cultivated this experience. We keep coming back again and again, sign up again and again to, to do it a little bit more. <laughs> With each other, and it's, it means to chant a little bit more, to bow together a little bit more, um, to let go of um, uh, this vast thinking mind together, to let go of those thoughts that keep coming up. We want to do this together. We're supported by that. By that. I just start thinking, well, how am I going to, uh, what book should I read first during, uh, during the talk? And I get all held up in that. I can look out and I can just see Karen sitting so <laughs> calmly and uh, reminding me that uh, uh, I can just let, you know, let that go. Relax your shoulders a little. Arch your back a little bit more so that gravity holds you up. Uh, uh, not the muscles along my back, but the gravity holds you uh, The sitting of, uh, of all of you so, so, um, so calmly uh, supports my practice of 
appreciating my life, appreciating the origin of this face, of this body, of this mind. Oh, I'm glad you're all here in this wonderful spring day. Buddhas, among Buddhas, appreciating our life, appreciating the one universe, the one divine. May we continue to support each other's practice. May we continue to appreciate the fluorescence of spring, the fluorescence of our original mind growing without beginning, without end. And, uh, soft, warm, fertile soil of this practice.